Well, moms, once again, happy Mother's Day to all of you. Those of you joining us here in person at our Brandon campus and those of you who are watching us online, my name is Corey Abney. I serve as a lead pastor here at Bell Shoals, and it is truly an honor to celebrate our mothers and our grandmothers today. And uh, our emphasis in our service is on legacy because so many of us in the room are carrying on a legacy that we first observed and then learned ourselves through our grandmothers and our mothers. I'm grateful for my grandmother, Abney, who's uh, watching us today. I love you, Grandma, and uh, so grateful for you. We, we uh, used to have such a great time at her house, my brother and I, and I remember one year we, um, we, we were over at her house for Christmas, and this is gonna date me a little bit, but uh, my, my brother and I were, were convinced that my grandmother was gonna get us the brand new hot off the market Nintendo, the original Nintendo. And so we, we were so excited to open gifts at my grandmother's house on, on that Christmas Eve. And we opened up our boxes and there were iron skillets in there. <laughs> and then later on, they brought out the original Nintendo. And um, we still laugh about that. My grandmother has been uh, so good to me and my brother. I'm thankful for my mother. Her name is Catherine and uh, my youngest daughter is named after her. And um, man, my mom is such a, a, just a serving person, a loving person, a gracious person. And I uh, would not be who I am today without such an incredible Mother and uh, mom, I love you and I'm so grateful for you. I, I brought a picture of, of my mom and me when I was uh, younger um, and just, just so grateful for her influence in my life. I think we have that picture. That's not the picture. That's me right now standing on stage. Um, all right, maybe we don't have that. We did have a picture. I could show it to you on my phone if that would help. Um, well, if we get that picture, you'll see me and my mom when, uh, when I was quite younger. But uh, man, we had a great, great, great time growing up and um, just, uh, oh, there we are. There we are. I know what you're thinking. Where can I get one of those turtlenecks? Well, well, those are hard to come by these days, uh, but there's, there's my mom and um, that's me uh, right before I started in the Karate Kid. Uh, you may have, uh, <laughs> may, may, may have remembered that. Oh man. Too easy. Uh, man, we had, we had some great times growing up. And now I'm, I'm blessed to, uh, to be married to Christina, who's such an incredible uh, mother to my, to my children. And, uh, and her mother uh, is, is just an incredible woman of faith, is uh, carrying on such an amazing legacy, prays for us every day, our kids. And, uh, and Mama Alice, I love you. And I'm, I'm so glad to have you in my life. So I... I'm uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she prays for us every week. So, so I, I, like many of you, you know, I'm just surrounded by some incredible moms that have encouraged and inspired. And uh, I very much, as do you, stand in their legacy today. Uh, my other grandmother um, went to be with Jesus about this time last year and, uh, and she has her reward. But, but I remember, since you know, we were singing here a moment ago about having a, a grandmother who, who, who taught us to talk with Jesus. You know, my, 
My, my grandmother, Hazel, did that. Uh, I, I would be over at her house. We'd stay the night and I, I, I would find her in her room. She'd be praying. And um, we'd go to church on Sundays. And man, I, 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 I love going to church with my grandmother. I'm convinced for much of my life, no one knew my name. They only knew me as Hazel's grandson. <laughs> and I remember this day right now in my mind, I see it so vividly, just walking in the front doors of our home church and turn left to go into the sanctuary. And man, I made a beeline for my grandmother because I love being at church with my grandmother. And, you know, there's a guy 2000 years ago had a similar story. His name was Timothy. Timothy grew up in a home where he had a legacy of faith through his grandmother and his mother. I, I have a suspicion that, that early in his life, no one knew Timothy's name. They just knew him as Lois, his grandson. I, I, I want to... I want to talk just for a moment about legacy and what it, what it means to leave a legacy of faith. I want to focus on the example of Timothy who has kind of our story, many of our stories, like a, a young man heavily influenced by his grandmother and his mother. Literally, Timothy was brought to salvation through the influence of his grandmother and his mother. And later in his life, he interacted with a guy named Paul who was the greatest Christian missionary the world has ever known. That Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament in terms of the number of letters contained within the New Testament, Paul became like a spiritual father to Timothy because Timothy's father was a Gentile. And it, it seems unlikely that Timothy's father knew the Lord, at least from what we can discern. And so Paul kind of became Timothy's spiritual father. And, and he has an occasion at the end of Paul's life. Now this is at the end of his life. He's writing back to young Timothy to encourage him and to inspire him and to motivate him. And how does he do it? Believe it or not, he does it by referencing Timothy's heritage and legacy. Let me show you one thing that Paul wrote to him toward the very end of this letter. We know it is 2 Timothy, the second letter we have that Paul wrote to Timothy. He says, but you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know they are true for you know that you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood and they've given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Paul's rallying Timothy by this, this, this salvation that he learned through his family, this word of Christ that he learned through his family. In fact, he opened the letter with the following reference. Check this out, I love this. He says, Timothy, I remember your genuine or sincere faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. Timothy had a legacy. Many of us here today have a legacy, the same legacy, a legacy of faith. And so the encouragement that I have for you today on this special day is the same encouragement that Paul had for Timothy. Here it is. He, he says, so Timothy, based on this legacy that was in Lois, in Eunice, your grandmother and your mother, and is now in you, he says, I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God has given you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear of timidity, but of power, love, 
and self-discipline. Paul's encouragement to Timothy is to rekindle, to fan into flame that, that, that desire for God, that faithfulness to God, the exercising of the gifts that God had given to him. And so let me give you a word of encouragement today. Moms, really for all of us here who are worshiping together, we must continually rekindle the flame of faithfulness. We must continually rekindle the flame of faithfulness. Man, I love that. It's not enough that we saw it in someone else. It's not enough that we see it in someone else. Paul says to Timothy, hey man, don't let that flame of faithfulness dwindle. It won't die because the gift of salvation can't be taken from us and those who truly have it would never forsake it. The flame is not going to die out completely, but it, it can dwindle. Like a, like a campfire, you know, where the flames getting smaller and smaller and less influential in terms of the heat coming from it. We, we can go through seasons where our faithfulness is not what it used to be. And Paul is therefore saying to Timothy, it's actually one word in the original language. It's one word, a compound word. It, we have to rekindle the flame. We have to reignite the flame. We have to restoke the flame of faithfulness over and over and over again. It says, you've seen this legacy in your grandmother. You've seen it in your mother. It's been passed down from generation to generation. Women who loved you, women who loved and feared God, women who loved Jesus. And so he's saying, you have that same salvation. You have that same hope. You have that same absolute life-changing perspective that heaven is your home, that your sins are forgiven. You have eternal life. But, but now I'm urging you to rekindle that flame of faithfulness rekindle it keep it going now moms let, let, me, let me just offer a, a, a practical word personally parentally and then most importantly spiritually in terms of why we have to go through seasons where we just rekindle the flame all right first of all this is true for all of us by the way physical and spiritual highs don't last forever <laughs> these don't last forever we are not mechanical robots that can program ourselves to a certain level spiritually or, or physically or emotionally and just stay there forever. No, no, that doesn't happen. Sometimes we go through seasons, maybe it's a camp experience, maybe it's a certain uh, period of life where you experience God's blessing in a significant way. You, know, you go through a high, no one stays on a high forever, physically or spiritually. <laughs> there are gonna be ups and downs, there, there, there are ebbs and flows, you know, there, there are different seasons and, and, and listen, not, none of us are gonna stay on a high forever. And so there are gonna be seasons where we're discouraged, seasons where we're fatigued and tired, seasons where, where maybe we just kind of wanna throw our hands in the air and give up altogether, but no, he, hear the word of Paul to young Timothy. No, he says, follow this legacy, stay, stay faithful to this legacy and rekindle the flame, this passion of faithfulness to God. Moms, I, I just admire you for all that you manage and have managed over the past years. <laughs> Being a mom is hard work. Lisa Alter said, any mother could perform the jobs of several air traffic controllers with ease. <laughs> we saw some, mom, some moms up here on the stage doing that this morning. 
Milton Berle said, if evolution really worked, mothers would have more than two hands. <laughs> Being a mom is hard work. Being a parent is hard work. Man, living in a fallen, broken world is difficult at times and there are gonna be ups and downs. And so there are gonna be, there are gonna be times we have to rekindle the flame. That's why, by the way, there's, there's much to be said in God's word about endurance. Endurance. Finish. Finish well. Finish what we started. <laughs> Let me show you what Hebrews 12 says. I love this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, legacy, right? Some of us today are thinking about our grandparents. We're thinking about our mothers. We're thinking about our wives. We're thinking about people in our lives who've made a significant impact. Listen, we, we have a, a huge crowd of witnesses, not just those here with us, but we have a legacy of, of men and women who've come before us for generations now who have demonstrated godly faith. So we have these witnesses and, and, and these are witnesses to the life of faith. And so, so, so the author of Hebrews says this, so let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. There's there's a race to be run, we're running it and there's gonna be a need for endurance. Even Paul at the, at the very end of his letter to Timothy talked about his grandmother and his mother, right? Timothy's grandmother and mother, he talks about rekindling the flame. And then look at what Paul says, he thinks about his own life and testimony. He says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. Paul now at the end of his life, what's he saying? I have endured. Hardship, opposition, persecution, I have endured. He says, I have fought and I have finished. And we just have to be reminded today that there are ebbs and flows to life. There are ups and downs to parenting, to being a mom, being a dad. There, there are ebbs and flows to life and work. And that's true of our walk with Jesus. There, 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 there's no perpetual high that is unending. And so there are gonna be times we need to rekindle the flame. Secondly, let me just give a parental word here, all right, to all of our parents who are with us today. Let me just encourage you with this. Parenting is a commitment to a delayed ROI. <laughs> That's return on investment. Parenting is a commitment to a delayed return on investment. No one gets their kids through the toddler years and like, whew, we made it. <laughs> At least I hope that's not your strategy. All right, I hope your strategy's not, whew, all right, I got them through diapers. All right, Bell Shoals, here you go. <laughs> I'm getting them to you on Sundays and Wednesdays. They're all yours. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. Man, listen, those of us who are parents know this is, man, this is an all-in lifelong kind of thing. And especially as our kids navigate the toddler years and the teenage years and they move into adulthood, man, listen, there's, there's always a delay with the ROI. Listen, moms, one of the things we, we honor you today for is just the, the ongoing investment in us and especially that investment early on when, when you couldn't see day to day that, that return. I mean, how many of us have a testimony that, man, you know what? Those things that I was taught when I was little that I pushed back against, now I'm teaching those same things to my kids. And parenting is so hard at times, why? Because man, we're all in for this thing. And for years and years and years and years and years, we're wondering, will these things ever catch? <laughs> will they ever take hold? And um, it can be discouraging at times, right? 
Listen, uh, moms especially, I know you can grow weary in light of these tremendous responsibilities and in light of just this, this ongoing work, right? Uh, that's why I heard years ago, someone said this, I- I'm at the point in parenting where, what did I just say? Could either be a threat or a legitimate question. <laughs> I can totally understand that. Irma Bombeck said this, she said, when my kids become wild and unruly, I use a nice, safe playpen. And when they're finished, I climb out. (laughs) Parenting is hard work. We're in it for the long haul. And we understand that the return on our investment will not come for years and years and years down the road. That's why, by the way, every single stage of parenting gets better than the one before. And what a joy to see your children early in adulthood, mature, loving God, working, serving, making a difference in the world. Boy, when you start to get that return, there are a few things better. And I know what some of you are gonna tell me right outside the worship center this morning. Pastor, the greatest return on your investment with your kids are your grandkids. Right, that's what we're all waiting for, right? That's what we're all waiting for. All right, I've had multiple people tell me, okay, I no longer even need my kids. I just got my grandkids, that's good enough, right? And that's the ultimate ROI. Well, listen, there's a blessing in that. There's a legacy in that. And, um, and that's why this word to rekindle the flame is so helpful and encouraging because there's a, there's a delayed return on the investment. And then, but finally, and most importantly, here's the thing I, I want you to see, and this, this applies directly to what Paul is saying to Timothy here. We, we need to rekindle the flame and, and persevere and endure because our hearts naturally drift from devotion and dedication to Jesus. You know, like just physically, I mean, spiritually, there, there are ups and downs. I mean, again, none of us are gonna stay at the same level every single day, every single year. We, we know that just in terms of being a mom or a dad, man, it's hard work, there, there are ups and downs. But, but listen, when it comes to our relationship with God, the natural drift in our hearts is away from him, not toward him. It's easy for us to find reasons why we're not gonna serve and we're not gonna give and we're not, we're not gonna pray. We're, we're not gonna endure. It's so much easier to find reasons why we're, we're not going to perpetuate faithfulness than the reasons why we are. The natural drift of every single one of our hearts is away from God, not toward God. But, but here's the good news. When you, when, you, when you commit your life to Jesus, when you ask him to save you from your sin, when you trust him for eternal life, when you commit to live your life now for him, then here's what happens. You get his spirit as a deposit and that Holy Spirit is always going to be convicting you and drawing you closer to the Lord. And so now that drift is gonna have a course correction where you're gonna have conviction. And and here's what Paul is saying in those seasons where there's a drift, in those seasons where there's discouragement. Here's what Paul is saying to Timothy, in those seasons where where you feel dry or frustrated or or tempted, tried, whatever the case may be. He's saying, Timothy, you've gotta rekindle that flame, the spirit's within you. The power of God is within you, but you've gotta rekindle the flame. He says there in verse five, you notice he says, I know of your sincere faith. I love that word in the original language. It's actually the word hypocrite with a negative prefix attached to it. 
He says, Timothy, literally, I know of your non-hypocritical faith, sincere faith, genuine faith. You got it from your grandmother. You got it from your mother. Now God's given it to you. And so therefore, he says, one word, one encouragement, fan into flame that gift. Rekindle a fresh new. That's in the present tense. It means in an ongoing fashion. There are gonna be seasons, you've gotta rekindle. You rekindle, you go, you go. There's gonna be another season, you need to rekindle it again. You need to relight that flame again. Go, 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 go. He's saying perpetually in an ongoing fashion, you gotta rekindle that flame and not neglect the spiritual gift within you. And that's such, a, that's such a good word because we naturally drift. We naturally find ways and reasons to, to, to drift. And, and here is Paul saying to Timothy, listen, no matter how hard the persecution, no matter how discouraging the season, no matter how frustrating, no, no matter what you're facing, rekindle that flame over and over and over again. Literally keep that fire alive. Keep stoking that fire. Keep it burning white hot. And he says, and I love this, he said, you can do it because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and discipline. He says, God's spirit gives you love to have the right attitude toward God and others, power to be effective in your service and discipline to focus and apply every part of your life to his will. You can do it because God has given you his spirit. Yes. I love how Paul says it in Romans 12, look at this, never be lazy, but work hard. Here's, here's the same idea and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rekindling that flame, enthusiastically serving the Lord, following the Lord, using the gifts that God has given to you. And so my encouragement to all of us today in light of the legacies that we have received from our moms, some of us from our grandmothers, is to rekindle the flame, to keep it going, to keep it burning white hot in the power, in the love, in the discipline of God. And if you're here today and, and listen, you've never, never come to a place in your life where you've asked Jesus to come into your life to save you. You've, you've, not, you've not embraced that legacy yet. Maybe you've seen in someone in your family. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I don't have that legacy in my family at all. That's okay. Paul didn't either but you're seeing it today through many of the mothers and the grandmothers in this room. And, and today, if there's a need in your life to ask Jesus to come into your life, to save you, to forgive you, I wanna encourage you to do that. To, to talk to me, a member of our team, to connect with our faith family here, we'd love to help you navigate that critical decision to, to, to embrace Jesus in the incredible plan that he has for your life. Or maybe you're here and you're like, you know what? I am a Christ follower. God saved me years ago. And maybe you're here and you've got that legacy of faith, but maybe you've been drifting. Maybe today you're drifting. Maybe you walked in the room today, frustrated, tired, discouraged, or all of the above. And today God's speaking to you and he's, he's saying, I've given you my spirit. It's a spirit of power. It's a spirit of love. It's a spirit of discipline. And today the commitment you need to make right now is I am going to rekindle the flame. I'm gonna stir it up. I'm gonna be all in for my children, for my family, ultimately for King Jesus. Stir up the gift. You will never regret it.